Welcome to the Bunyip and Ayotashli podcast. Welcome to the Bunyip and Ayatoshley Speculative Fiction Podcast. Episodes will come sporadically, but regularly. I hope you'll listen and subscribe. Content is likely to be eclectic. I hope to surprise you at least a little with each show. This time I have a movie review for you. Over the holiday weekend, I took advantage of the opportunity to watch a couple light horror films. One was 1963's The Haunting. Here's the theatrical trailer. God, it knows I'm here. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. Now look, Doc, we're buddies, okay? But don't try to convert me. I'm trying to prepare you. My name's Markway, Dr. Markway. A scientist interested in the supernatural. The unnatural, if you like. I came to Hill House to find the key to another world. Assisting me in this exploration of the unknown was Eleanor. Nell, who could look back into the past. And Theo, something of a witch who could see into the future. This is Luke, who didn't believe in anything. Until evil, patient and waiting made him change his mind. Stop it! God. God. Whose hand was I holding? How many of us take seriously the things we cannot or do not want to understand simply because we are afraid? Eleanor, you're poor! Did you hear me calling? This house. You have to watch it every minute. The Haunting was produced and directed by Robert Wise, brilliant producer of West Side Story. The stars consist of a cross-section of top talent in the world of entertainment. Julie Harris, Claire Bloom, Richard Johnson, Russ Tamblin. What does it take to convince you that the dead do not always rest in peace? But some houses, like Hill House, are born bad. The Haunting is based on Shirley Jackson's 1959 novel, The Haunting of Hill House. The director, Robert Wise, bought the film rights after falling out of his chair when someone startled him while he was reading the book. In this film, a thrown-together group led by anthropologist Dr. John Markway visit a house with an evil reputation, also reputed to be haunted. The house is associated with the deaths of several women. The Doctor's three companions include Theodora, a woman with supposed ESP, Luke, the rakish heir to the property, and Eleanor, an on-edge woman with a poltergeist-related incident in her childhood. 
Theodora has been picked for her ESP, Eleanor for her poltergeist, and Luke has been forced upon them as chaperone by his aunt, the owner of the house. There were supposed to be several other people taking part in the investigation, but they all dropped out after learning the location of the project. The house is looked after by a scary couple, a caretaker and housekeeper. The housekeeper is obviously related to Mrs. Danvers, but she has flashes of animation. Her husband is just scary. The anthropologist doesn't tell his companions why they're at the old house. He just sort of springs it on them after eerie things start happening. While Luke and Theodora do know the reputation of the house, Eleanor is completely clueless why she's even been asked to come. She also vehemently denies the poltergeist incident in her past when the doctor tells her that's why she was chosen. Still, when stuff does start to happen, it seems to focus on Eleanor. Strangely, the professor does not seem to believe the other witness to the first event, Theodora. He seems focused on confronting Eleanor about hallucinating the whole thing. In fact, he barely seems to notice Theodora through the whole film. Eleanor has come to the house with problems. She's just lost her mother, for whom she was a caretaker, and she feels guilty about the loss. There are parallels and hints of things not taken up in the film. The backstory of each of the characters is apparently considerably shortened from the novel, and scenes filmed that didn't make it to the finished cut, like in almost all movies. Particularly missing is some backstory that firmly places Theodora as a lesbian. It's mentioned somewhat passingly in the film. There's a single outburst, which is probably a little oblique to many, but other than that, it's not really dealt with. That's actually quite refreshing. There's no long, drawn-out angst. It's just a flash and then mostly forgotten. The standout performance in this film is by the house itself. Robert Wise, the director, really uses it to full advantage. Robert Wise started out as an editor on Citizen Kane and was well familiar with the things a camera could do. He succeeds here beautifully. He also was mentored by Val Luton, who started Wise directing with The Curse of the Cat People in 1944. Other films he directed include The Body Snatcher with Boris Karloff in 1945, the original Day the Earth Stood Still from 1951. He later directed The Andromeda Strain and Star Trek The Motion Pictures, both released in 1971. He came to The Haunting just after finishing West Side Story. For various reasons, MGM, who produced the film, would not give Wise the budget he felt he needed, and to save costs, they moved the production to England. The story and film are both set in New England, and there are only a minor gaffe or two giving the English location away. The production found a spectacular building to play the part of the exterior of the Hill House. It's the Ettington Park Hotel near Stratford-upon-Avon. Though the original construction of this building was done probably in the mid-1600s, it was greatly remodeled to Victorian Gothic splendor between 1858 and 1862. The main building itself has only appeared in this movie, but the chapel was used on The Watcher in the Woods from 1980. If you want to stay at the real Hill House, you can. It's still open and reservations are available online. To add to the fun, like Hill House, it's supposed to be haunted. The interiors for the film were done in studio, but they truly do match the gist of the house exterior. The set decoration is fantastic, touching the macabre and the absurd, but remaining weird Victorian at all times. One other thing this film does really well is keep you guessing whether the house is really haunted or there's really something about Eleanor. It's pretty clear early on that there's something about Eleanor, but it's not clear whether it's her alone or her relationship with the house or who knows. Everything seems to revolve around her, but we're not sure why. 
The part of Eleanor is played extremely well by Julie Harris. The character is a lost and tortured woman, and it really shines through in the acting. Harris enforced her character's isolation and awkwardness by distancing herself from her fellow cast members during a production. Claire Bloom, who played Theodora, even thought she'd done something to offend Harris until after the movie production wrapped and Harris showed up at Bloom's house with a gift, an explanation, and an apology. Luke, the third companion, is a greedy smartass. He's planning on inheriting the mansion from his aunt, the current non-resident owner. He's played excellently by Russ Tamblin, the actor. Like the director, Robert Wise had just finished West Side Story and was at the top of his game. Tamblin has said he didn't want to take the part, but in retrospect is very glad he did. I am too. The professor, who is the apparent center of this group, is well played by Richard Johnson. It would be nicer if the character were actually a good one, but he's a rather weak, bad scientist and not the best of human beings. It seems the professor would rather sit by the fire with a book instead of investigating the paranormal activity he's supposedly there to research, and that is actively surrounding him. The character of the professor also feels a bit sadistic, and I really ended up not liking the character at all. Many people, including many other directors and other filmmakers, believe this is the best ghost story ever filmed. I do agree it's very, very good, and I'm very sorry I had not seen it before. It's a ghost story and has some spooky moments, but not a lot of scares by modern standards. It's a good old-fashioned creep fest. I'm not sure I'd like to see the remakes, but I'd watch this one again for sure. There's much more to see than you can get in one viewing. There's no gore, no sex, no violence, but there are some suspenseful moments and a boo or two. It's available to buy or rent on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure where it will be available for you, but I encourage you to find it if you haven't yet watched it. Well worth the effort. I hope you don't have to wait until next October for it. To recap the production details of The Haunting, it was filmed during October of 1962, released on August 22, 1963. The runtime is one hour and 52 minutes. It was directed by Robert Wise. The screenplay is by Nelson Gidding from the 1959 novel The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Jackson was a prolific author, and her other stories include The Lottery, which has been filmed at least three times, like The Haunting, and One Ordinary Day with Peanuts, published in the January 1955 issue of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. Just from the title, I have to look that up. The movie stars Julie Harris as Eleanor Lance, Claire Bloom as Theodora, Richard Johnson as Dr. John Markway, and Russ Tamblin as Luke Sanderson. The Haunting is rated G, though there are some minor adult themes and some scary bits. And again, like many others, I recommend this film. Thank you for listening to the Bunyip and Aetoshley podcast, now available on TuneIn and Apple Podcasts, they tell me, and should be on Spotify and other services as well. Another episode is already in production. Please visit bunyipandaotoshley.com to get the zine and other good stuff. If you like this episode or any episode, please consider liking and subscribing. This is Bob, your Bunyip and Aotoshley host. Thanks for listening.